Hello, and thanks for coming along to And We Have an Office Dog, the digital agency podcast where we talk to agency owner directors and learn more about what makes them tick. From the things that make them similar to the things they'd rather have known sooner, where they've had success, and where they've learned some hard lessons. All will be revealed with your host, Chris Simmons, the agency coach, and he'll be talking to a different awesome agency person in each episode, asking them four questions and seeing where the conversation takes us over the next 25 minutes. Okay, so let us begin. Over to you, Chris. Thanks, voiceover guy. On today's podcast, we've got Steph from Hello Earth. How are you doing, Steph? I am good. Thank you for having me. Oh, thanks for thanks for coming along. It's uh, wonderful to have you on. First and foremost, tell us all about Hello Earth, why you exist, what you do, just in case there's a customer that may be listening, uh, but or there could be someone who wants to move jobs and you're the perfect fit. So who who should they who should they come and work with? <laughs> um, so Hello Earth, we are a digital performance agency. So we predominantly work with purpose-driven e-com brands and Ultimately, our, our mission is about driving revenue for e-commerce businesses. Um, so whether they want to <clears throat> build their acquisition or retention, that's ultimately kind of where, where we focus on our performance channels. Um, and the underlying message for that is we work specifically with businesses that are using their business as a force for good. So sustainability is our core ethos. Um, but that said, if, you're, if your business has a really strong mission or purpose, we absolutely want to work with you. So, I mean, it makes it a hell of a lot easier to get out of bed in the morning knowing you're doing digital marketing for a, an ethical business rather than like BP. Exactly, exactly. Sorry, BP, I don't know if you're ethical or not, but I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> They're not. <laughs> you dig up the world. Um, yeah. So, um, you've how long has the agency been going for? Um, just over four years now. So, you started, then you had a pandemic, and now you're here. Yes. Yeah, so... <laughs> yeah over that wild ride of four years that probably felt like 50 at one point um what do you feel has been one of the the you know the biggest successes of running the agency so far um truly i would say team alignment so i think with with any business particularly in the startup phase building a team is incredibly hard um but, yeah <laughs> but building the right team is even harder and and We've absolutely gone through those motions of, of finding who we really vibe with as an agency and ensuring that yeah. that energy exchange between us and the team um, is aligned. That, that's been a major win for us. And I would say we've probably only recently achieved that or, or got to that point where we can say, Do you know what, this, this is a really good fit for us. Um, and that's absolutely <laughs> been a journey. Um, I mean, interestingly, I actually put a post on LinkedIn over the weekend highlighting this. I'd spotted like on one of our team's Instagram posts, they put, I love my job. And for me, that's when I kind of sat back and, and I oh, thought yeah. that that's that's a huge win. That's a huge so, win. So a, a, agencies are really a product of how good the people are ultimately at the doing as well as at the, you know, the the, the following and the alignment of the vision and things. And, and especially now at the moment with uh post pandemic lots of people who've kind of sadly lost their jobs because of furlough and things like that and there are lots of people looking for jobs right now how do you weed out and not in a bad way how do you find the right people that are the right fit is there something that you do differently there 
Um, I mean, I think probably one thing that we've we've learned again along the journey is having a, a very clear conversation with candidates about expectations. Mm-hmm. I think when you step into an, an agency environment, particularly in that startup phase, it is um there is an expectation that everybody needs to be significantly aligned in terms of what the goal is that we're we're moving forward with. Um, and really having that passionate and deep connection with the clients that we work with because it is fast paced. So we have almost switched some of our interview questions to talk about, like to be really clear, this is what the role will entail. And I think having that transparency and setting those expectations that it is busy, but it is rewarding is something that we've we've learned quite quickly to be very transparent with. I think, I think in, no matter what agency focuses or any of those sorts of things are, I think there's there's always going to be days where it's it's not the best of days. There's I don't know, there's a client problem or there's you know some sort of logistical issues. And if you've got um, if you've got the culture right and you've got everyone sort of aligned, then it makes yeah. it a little bit easier to get out of bed. Uh, you know that following that purpose every day is is quite important. Hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. And I think and like you say, it's also it's having the client relationships. Like mm. I think with any business, human interaction and and building human relationships is at the ethos of, of I guess, what we do. Um, and that, that is super important. That's awesome. So I guess getting the alignment right is really big. It's a really important thing. It's, uh, there's always going to be where that's not quite right, where that's not worked so well. But uh, as you say, it's part of a journey, isn't it? And you're always going to have to refine that as the world changes. Um, what do you think, though, in the last sort of four years, if you were to if if you were to suddenly get like a, a massive injection of cash, just enough to be able to build a time machine, and yeah. you went back four years and you spoke to the younger, more sprightly version of Steph, uh, and you could only give yourself one piece of advice because you only just had enough money to, to make the time machine take you back for 30 seconds. What one piece of advice would you give yourself? Um, do you know what? Probably outside of the cash um, mm. situation, I would say be- believing in, in myself more. Mm. Um, the biggest learning for me is has been working on mindset and trusting the process of building a business. I think with any business, it's very safe to say that it works in, in ebbs and flows. Um, and when things aren't going right or you th- there's been a, a bit of a tough week or a tough day, yeah. it's, it's trying not to let that affect you personally, because I think separating yourself as a person uh, and as a brand or as a business is is so key. Um, I mean, one one piece of advice that I think that kind of sits quite strongly in my mind is that you can't necessarily control the events around you, but you can yeah. control your reaction. And yeah, your your energy and, and your mindset are the most valuable assets that you can have and, and keep healthy in business. I mean, it, it's absolutely. It's, it's so hard, though, isn't it? Some days when uh, <laughs> when everything feels like it's just a bit of a struggle and then someone calls up and says, oh, the bus is late or I'm going to be late. And you're just like, oh, you need to be on this call. Oh, my God. Now, you know, there's another thing and another thing. But you've got to remember it's not it's not. You can't help these things, and sometimes, yeah. sometimes the world is a little bit out of your control. But as a as a uh, agency owner, it's very difficult to have uh, to be um, magnanimous versus megalomanic, um, <laughs> and and sometimes you you have to be a bit forceful. But like you do have to realise that people are people at the end of the day. Yeah, a hundred percent. And 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 situations are situations. Like for 
in the, in the same vein, like there might be seasonality shifts where like coronavirus and, and everything that's happened in the last two years fundamentally changed e-commerce. And I think stepping into this year, it's understanding how that shift is is changing, even like business growth and, and so yeah. forth. So it's understanding, like I say, the, the ebbs and the flows, preparing for it and, and having a strong mindset to really cope with the lows. Yeah, spot spot on. And I think I think being in e-commerce during the pandemic was probably quite quite a good place to be. Um, mm-hmm. But those those year over year reports look pretty poor right now because people have exactly. walked back into <laughs> shops. Uh, yeah. But but knowing that is a, it allows you to to you know kind of have some perspective so the team don't just look at red arrows pointing down for a bit and feel right. oh no I've done a bad job you've got to look at it in context to the world and things that are going on around it do you think though if you went back in time and you gave yourself that a bit of advice would younger Steph have listened to it um, no I think I've had to learn from from my mistakes 100%. and I think there's a lot to be said to go through those learning curves because. Yeah. You can only come from a place of of confidence and and that mindset once you've gone through that journey. So it was a necessary evil. <laughs> yeah, quite. Uh, yeah, fair enough. No, uh, yeah. I think I I, I'm, I always say that um, running a digital agency is basically the most expensive MBA you'll ever have. And <laughs> and 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 the reality is that you you the the, the archetypal digital agency owner is a little bit thick headed and wants to learn things themselves or do things themselves. And you have to learn the hard way in that case. Yeah. And it's it's expensive and it costs time and it's a bit stressful, but you learn a hell of a lot more richly from it. Yeah, true. Very, very true. Yeah. So is there over the last sort of four years or so, is there something that you kind of either regret that you did the way you did it or something that you kind of wish you'd done much sooner that set you up for the, the current success that you're feeling? Um. In terms of, I mean, probably going again, maybe back to the to the mindsets um, side of things. I think leaning into difficult conversations has been one of those core learning mm. um, points for me. Um, in the past, I may have typically buried my head in the sand or, or avoided situations because I don't like confrontation. And um, it was sort of like I'm just tr- over here trying to live my most peaceful life. When in reality, I think there's a lot to be said with leaning in on difficult conversations because. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess the outtake from me and things that I would have done differently is getting very clear on expectations and being crystal clear on what you want from each circumstance as a, as a business leader, because I think what that does is minimize the room for misinterpretation. Um, but ultimately, it, it's not necessarily fair to expect that people have the same perception in a conversation or have the same goals or values as you. So that's definitely something I learned very sharply. Um, and then secondly to that is, is don't be afraid to say that, look, this isn't working for me and this is the reason yeah. why. And dealing with the facts again over that emotion really helps navigate difficult conversations. Yeah, I think to your, I think to your first point about leaning into difficult conversations is, I mean, love him or hate him. Some people really do love and some people really do hate. Um, uh jordan peterson i don't know if you've heard of him he said he says uh conflict avoided is conflict magnified or something to that effect and it and it really is if you don't if you don't get something head on when it is a problem then it either escalates into another problem or causes something else that knocks on down the road if you don't deal with it and have a difficult conversation or have a conversation you're not comfortable with even if someone else might be it 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 escalates and it magnifies over time and 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 it's and it's really really important to 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 to, to sort of force yourself through it, which is quite quite hard to do. I think um, if you 
if you listen to other people and understand you know, that you have to empathize an awful lot to understand you know okay you, you, you piss me off now i'm not very happy with this this isn't a nice conversation to have but we're both different human beings who whilst have potentially grown up in the same area where you have different parents different experiences that you're coming at this with a different perspective to me and there's a reason for that so let's work it out I yeah. might learn that I'm wrong or might learn that we're both wrong we need to modify something but unless you come to that it's really hard to do yeah and, uh, absolutely. and I think um core to to how you how you seem to have built your agency you know you need to have those core sets of values that everyone lives to but they're the things that everyone agrees to be true and everything everyone agrees to work to. They may have other values which are, which play to their personalities, but everyone mm -hmm. agrees that this massive overlapping Venn diagram, these are the ones that we're, we're all comfortable with being part of, which are all connected yeah. to that vision of the future that you're that you're aiming for. That then means that you'll go, oh, well, we know that we're, we're all going to behave in this way and we've all agreed that common set of kind of value-based rules around the agency. And everything feels a lot easier then because if I trust someone's opinion and I trust that we're working in the same way and I'm committed to the to the path, the vision of the business, then mm -hmm. com conflict often ends up being the good kind of conflict yeah. in that I disagree with your perspective. Here's why and here's an alternative. Let's discuss. It's like when you have that kind of a conversation, it feels a lot less painful to have any conflict. Absolutely. And it, and it goes back to your point before when it, it's talking about you're only as good as your team. Like, I think that is that is a whole reason why that all kind of aligns in the, in the same way. It's having those core values all pulling in the same direction. And yeah, it's that's where the magic happens. <laughs> it, it, it really is. And I think that you can tell the difference in certain agencies, whether it's whether it's by um, the, the social media activities of people or whether it just be by. So you can. There's a lot of, um, say, uh, agencies where lots of the staff go to lots of events and they're always tweeting about their experiences in the industry or um, they they put themselves forward for a talk. Not everyone wants to do a talk, not everyone wants to be on a stage, but you know that you've got someone in the agency that really loves where they are. If they say, hey, have you got that branded deck because I really want to do a talk at this meetup next week? Yeah. Those are, sort of, you know, I want to fly the flag for the place that I, I am part of or you know, um, there's there's people who who might just like to go on Twitter or LinkedIn and say this is what we've learned about this, and have you got any materials what sh that I can share? It's it's a good indicator of, that you've got the right the right group of people. Definitely, that that is, that fundamentally is the measurement of culture in a in an agency. Mm. Yeah, and and what do you so? in order to it's harder to maintain these days because there's a lot of remote or hybrid or fully remote working going on and yeah. uh, in some agencies everyone's come back to the office but lots of people were hired during the pandemic outside of the region that they the agency is so there's a there's almost like two uh, 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 a system where you've got full-time in the office and full-time remote and some hybrid and it's quite hard to maintain uh, the culture that way so is there anything you do around that that helps yeah, so we we commit to um, monthly meetups. So mm -hmm. that will either be where we'll go and do like an, an event um, and we alternate them. So say, for example, like last month we went um, electrical go-karting. Um, oh, yeah, it, was, it was very good. <laughs> um, this this month it was focused around charitable donations. So we're actually giving all of our profits um, to the UK in crisis. Mm -hmm. And then next month we are going foraging. <laughs> so foraging? Yeah, wow. it's a bit I mean, of a mixture. Well, I mean, all of that plays 
plays well into the the ethical standpoint of of the agency the electric yeah. carts the, the 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 charitable donations and things uh foraging still still stands up but is way out there i've never heard an agency <laughs> take their team foraging so you'll have to let us know how you get on with that if it's, yeah, if it's we will. you know if you find any truffles you may as well close the agency because those things are worth yeah. Uh, yeah they're worth more than gold yeah, we can retire on that. <laughs> yeah. well, you know, just get get yourself a truffle hog and go take the agency uh, agency team out. Just take <laughs> just take half of what they find and you'll be well off. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Yeah, number <laughs> one goal: find a truffle. <laughs> and don't eat mushrooms unless you know what they are. Yeah, no, that's the one thing I know about. So, if there's a um, an agency owner who's just started running their agency or uh, someone who's leading an agency right now, kind of aspiring to take it to the next level, or indeed thinking about becoming an agency leader. Um, what one, what one kind of core piece of advice would you give that 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 person? Um, I think knowing your numbers and measuring everything. So one thing for for me that I learned quite quickly was having confidence in your forecast, so being really clear on your margins, understanding seasonality changes because that can help you predict those ebbs and flows that, that we spoke about earlier. Um, and the best book that I've probably ever read, which fundamentally changed the way we use our accountancy model was Profit First. I think yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a stunner isn't it you it's sometimes those there's there's some books where like just one one paragraph in them changes your entire life mm -hmm. and and that book itself it's not a, it's 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 not a particularly long book it's not a particularly one that it's not really thick with loads of diagrams and stuff it's really clear this yeah. is how you should do it it's very yeah. clever yeah and 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 i think you i think you're spot on with that you know you've got to know your numbers and yeah. um the sad thing is often, unless you're an accountant, the numbers are a bit boring. You don't start an agency to do reports for yourself because, you know, <laughs> you've got to do them for clients as well. Yeah. Um, and doing all of these, uh, um, all of these things where you kind of, you've got your dashboards of, of um, your leading measures of success, your lagging measures of success, whether or not the, um, so we, I often suggest that you have like a, um, a key dashboard that has um, red, amber, green, uh, but only four four measures per segment of the business, and and you can deep you can deep dive if you really need to. But they're the leading indicators of future success or failure. And yeah. then, like you say, when you know seasonality, you can do the right kind of cash flow force forecasting. It's for me, it's really boring, but it's the sort of thing that it's it's the sort of thing that keeps an agency going. And it's true, yeah. Is it's the age old saying cash is king? I think you. you mm. cash flow is is so pivotal because if you have a healthy and a, a good cash flow it gives you confidence in making those next decisions and growth yeah. doesn't feel as as jarring because you yeah. know that you have that cash flow in the business to support that bang on um absolutely and i think that um you, you if if you start an agency off, when you start an agency off you're usually on your own or you usually have like one member of staff or something like that and it's really easy to have a lot of cash but if you don't know what it's going to do yeah. or what it could do in the future as in yeah. what you could do with it and what it could do to you uh then then it's just as bad as not having it at all yeah absolutely so true <laughs> so i mean that's that's a fantastic piece of advice for for any future agency owners get the boring numbers bit sorted. And if you really have to, it's worth spending on a decent accountant to help build management accounts that are all connected to, I know, Zero or Sage or whatever you want to choose. Yes. But if you have the right management accounts, that's great. You can connect those management accounts in a in a smart way to your, um, your team's project management dashboards and things like that. So you can see people plus 
uh, bank balance based numbers and you can yeah. work out kind of a holistic view of how the measurable part of your team are right and then yes. you've got the 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 non-measurable part which is you know some nice social posts and team that are smiling and happy when you meet them and those things like you know very very few unexpected absences and things are always a good sign that people are happy and if yeah. they're happy and the numbers are right and the the dashboarding's right it, it should just work right Hundred percent, absolutely. I mean, I think our our accountants do find us quite painful because we have bank accounts <laughs> for everything. But you know what? That the method it works for us. <laughs> it, it's. It, I mean, I, I, I'm 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 the same. Uh, I know that I know that uh, the accountant that that ran my agency was probably one of the most patient people I've ever worked with because of a similar type of thing where it's all the bank accounts were split out and there's this, yeah. that dashboard and that dashboard and asking questions all the time. I certainly got my money's worth, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, but but um, you've, got to, you've got to get it right. And if you do it all by yourself, you're, you'll miss something because you're looking one dimensionally. Yes, exactly. And, that, and that's that's tough. It is, yeah. So, so know your numbers, folks. So that's absolutely brilliant advice to end the podcast on. So thank you very much for coming along, Steph. It's been wonderful having you here. Thank you, Chris. Appreciate it. And on our next podcast, we'll have a different agency leader talking about their journey along the way. And uh, and thanks very much for listening, everybody. Ah, ah, ah.